Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after lodge banter. Now by, by, I don't know. Crawl and choke on itself. We're doing it. Do it. We'll do it live. All right, we'll do it live. Welcome to episode 283 of the After Lodge podcasts. This is After Lodge Marlin performing my remote labor in the quarries as I've been doing for 18 months with my partner in crime and civil union worshipless producer Bruce. What's up, buddy? Sir John. Hi, kids. Uh, is it still going to be Sir John? Are you are you kicked out yet? Is it just Father John now? What are we <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, if I get kicked out, there's a whole lot of people that are going all out once. So. Well, that's what I've been hearing is there's a whole lot of people going all at once. But we'll <laughs> save that for later because we have uh, the king of no pants who's – dude, you were just wearing pants. Sadly wearing pants. Yes. I. Oh, those aren't pants. Those are his legs. Because when you drive home from chapter – they kind of want you to wear pants, especially when you're the high priest. That's when you're, like when a, you're driving home, though, that's just going to leave. Or something. Once you're in the car, you're all good. It's, yeah, it's your world, man. I thought, you, I thought you were the king of no pants, not the pauper of no pants. That's true. Uh, we're going to start an online uh, charity drive that you, uh, if we make enough money, you have to go to a chapter in yoga pants or completely. <laughs> I would, oh, Jesus. Probably very, would be very pleased with my pants I thought I thought you guys wore tights under your cosplay chainmail thing anyway. That's under Armour, they were Under Armour. Yeah, it's not definitely not pants. tights. Yeah, so the chainmail doesn't pull your leg hair, Harlan. The 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 Under Armour advocate is our affairs correspondent, uh, Jamie. The I don't I don't have any. Any other clever? There's got to be yeah other stuff besides Canadianism that we can poke fun at you for. Well, he's another civil servant with you guys. I mean, so you can commiserate across international boundaries and really bring the brotherhood together. That's true. We did. Uh, we did take our our misdeeds to an international jurisdiction now. So we've we've crossed national boundaries. Yeah. Does that mean ugly can get us? I don't know. Speaking well, of, to bring it to y'all. They're downloading us all over the world. So. Yeah, yeah, they are. Even in Iran. Hello to our one Iranian listener. Through thick and thin. Um, so number one fan. I did meet a. Uh, so last night I was I did my my uh, identity crisis day where I. Began the day at, at Rosh Hashanah services in the morning, and I ended the day wearing bibbed overalls and, and a bow tie with my dress shirt at a lodge down in the middle of nowhere that like 
everyone goes to this thing every year. And it's not even a thing. Like, there's not like an event. It's just a regular lodge meeting, but everybody wears bibbed overalls just mm. because. Bojas would be proud, Harlan. But the whole the whole grand lines there and everybody's there. I, I, I've not missed one since I've been amazing. So I go down there, and who do I run into but a guy from uh, a lodge in Bristol in, in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Who was there wow. in bibbed overalls with his thick Bristol accent, and uh, he was hanging out with us. And this, this event's kind of taken on a special meaning anyway because um, – the most worshipful late past grand has been friend of the show, savior of the show, promoter yeah, of eternal love everywhere. This event was the last Masonic thing that any of us saw him at because uh, he died not too long after it. So there was a lot of reminiscing about, about that guy there. Um, and it was a good night. But the British guy was explaining all of the things that we do so differently than lodges in England. And, uh, and it was fun hearing people like genuinely interested in that and looking at photos and whatever, and just completely oblivious that we're all standing around in bibbed overalls and, and ties like, like it's the most normal thing in the world. <laughs> and then at some point, a couple of EMTs showed up and just like busted into the lobby like we're looking for Mr. So and so, which you know we all know he was there. He was fine. <laughs> Pointed down the stairs, and they went after him. Turns out he had some kind of medical device, I guess, that went off, and it called the EMTs, and they came and found him. But the look on these these kids' faces—I call them kids; they're professional EMTs. But I guess I'm old. Anyway, <laughs> the look on these men's faces. They can be both. When they just walk into this this area that's just covered in more than a hundred dudes in bibbed overalls and dress shirts, <laughs> like there's nothing odd about that whatsoever. Um, it was it was a good time, and and if the English guy did it, I, I feel like the Western Western Pennsylvania guy can do it too. So, um. Oh, he's a postal clerk now, Bruce. So you might uh, you might know him. What we'll the the who the the British guy? Like he he moved how, here. How would I? Oh, okay. Now he works as a postal. I thought, clerk. I thought he lived there and he was just visiting. I was like, how no, no, no. Yeah. Like people are asking me if I know you know mailmen all the time in my yeah. same area, but he moved here last. Across uh, the world is a new one. He's a he's a, he's a member of Scotty's Lodge now. Uh, okay. He joined a lodge here. So he's at Scotty's Lodge. And, very near us. Yeah, that's why I figured, like, I don't know if you know any British clerks, but you probably know him. It's unlikely there's two. Does his name start with an N? No. Okay. We'll, we'll talk after the show, I think. Okay. He's a fun dude. I might have to go out and visit him. We talked quite a bit. Um, and learn some things. Um, which I didn't expect to do in that environment, but you know, I learn things all the time. So, and that was just yesterday, and that's really the only thing that's uh, happened in the world of masonry here because it was Labor Day weekend and my lodge was empty. I am here. <clears throat> uh, was not I, I had come <clears throat> first time in person in eighteen months. 
night. I had chapter. First time in my 18 months as high priest that I actually got to preside over a meeting with ritual, which was nice. My has-been apron from a guy who wore it, last wore it in 1964. <laughs> so that's good old cool stuff on masonry. And I don't know how we're going to tee up this, but I think, uh, John, it's your show. Uh, why don't you prime it up? Because you should be... You can start the anger, and then I'll just write in it. Granny Campbell, nice. Hold Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Hold, hold on for just a sec here. So before you start into the rant, for our loyal listeners, since posting of this thing will probably be six months in between, the first one where this information comes out and when they actually hear this rant, who are the people involved and what have they done before it starts? By the time you hear this rant, I will have been expelled. That's okay, though. And gone into hiding somewhere <laughs> in Vanuatu. So, okay. Uh, For those who are not in the know, God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> every Grand Lodge is its own thing. When you go into the York Rite bodies, there is a general grand chapter and a general grand council. Not all chapters and councils remember this, and it's more like a association. Uh, and if a promotes the ritual. In the United States, for some reason, they decided to form the Grand Encampment of Knights Templar of North America, where all the bodies gave up their sovereignty to the Grand Encampment. So. The most worshipful great master, nice Templar, is the head Templar in the United States and parts of other parts of the world that I can't remember off the top of my head. They serve three-year terms. And um, at we did talk about it in the last show that's not been posted that they voted to permit Templar Aprons again. Yay. Uh, they shot down the almost Pentecostal version of a declaration of Christian faith. That's a good way to put it. And then apparently uh, the new grandmaster said, I don't care. Oh, say, and the big one was they voted to finally recognize GSBC, CBGBs, it's some... <laughs> CBCS, uh, uh, my French is horrible, but it's Knights of the Holy City. It's a Martinist order. And they only have, and the reason is they, they only allow 100 people in the United States, and, and that's obviously why this is the issue, because this won't ever be invited to it. Well, they voted unanimously to restore recognition, and the Grandmaster said no, and then proceeded to fire his deputy. Yeah. There's now an, a, a grassroots movement to get eight grand commanders together to pretty much recall him. To recall the deputy that was fired. No. Well, recall. Wait, you broke up there. Recall. No, they're the the motion is to reconvene uh, triennial or uh, uh, the uh, grand encampment for a meeting. Uh, try a uh, preemptive training meeting to vote out the grandmaster who's been in office 
Uh, not even a month yet. Who was supposed to have his office for a three-year period. Yes. Right. So, at so Rhino, it's like a baloney rinkadink situation. It is. It's like a very large monkey f***ing a very small football. And they're trying to get rid of him because he wants to. That just makes no sense to me. Just. So let's see if I can delineate this and boil it down, and before I have a stroke and just finally blow up on, because I'm trying to keep my shit together. Exactly. Um. So Trinial, they vote to re-recognize because it used to be recognized, re-recognize uh, CBCS college. And I, I again, my French is horrible, but it's a Martinist order. The leave it to an electrical engineer to screw that up. <laughs> my phone's on me when I did that. So doctorate electrical engineer. Um, Lasers. Whatever. Uh, but so the the charter for this body came out of Europe. It is capped to 100 members in the United States. Now, from my understanding, as I am certainly not a member of it, and probably will never ever be. I couldn't couldn't imagine. But more often than not, they have less than 100 members because it's pretty exclusive. Like I, I know, the last I heard it was like the highest it's been was 47. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's almost like like half. It's a limited number. Yeah. It, it makes some of these other invitational orders look draconian in its, in its limitations. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know of one. I think we. Have, I've been told we have two in Minnesota, but I know for sure we have one, um, and he's a big deal uh, in everything. So they passed by a seventy-seven percent margin. Seventy-seven percent for twenty-three against to re-recognize CBCS. So a supermajority votes thumbs up at Trinial. A week and a half later, the newly installed Grand Master of Grand Encampment says, I don't like that idea. You you guys are stupid. Um, they're still outlawed. And if you're a Knight Templar and a member of CBCS, you're considered a clandestine Templar. Uh, per you no longer be a member of both. Right. But the funny part is anybody that's Usually a member of Templary, with rare exception, that's known on the national stage from encampment level, are other guys that have been in or around Grand Encampment. So what this is is a giant pissing match um, because there's a current Grandmaster and a past Grandmaster from 2012 who also appointed this guy way back in the day. Um, who, so you got, you got uh, Napoleon who wanted to be in that body. Um, and CBCS basically said no, because they knew even back then he was a, um, and that he was a bulldozer and acted like the current grandmaster is now. So Can't in reality, go. getting rid of the guy that wants to stop the recognition for them is a good thing because yes. he's a, he's just he's a. T I will I will speak. This is all me personally, and not from any of my offices that I hold. Yes, it would be beneficial, or at least for him to like calm down for a minute and think things through. Because since that, and then this is like in a ten-day span, and I'm going to try to remember everything because there's a lot. Uh, and it's all stupid. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he, uh, 
I was told, you know, just slightly outside of 10 days ago that the grandmaster had threatened the deputy grandmaster saying you need to uh, resign or I'll remove you. And deputy grandmaster didn't. So the grandmaster removed the deputy grandmaster for reasons unknown, which have not been shared with anybody or anyone outside of the type, the elected officers, I guess, of grand encampment. Um, and the only way you can remove one of those guys is for unnightly conduct or something completely off the charts crazy. That hasn't happened. He pulled out the deputy grandmaster and then he moved up the other two elected officers, accelerated them up, which, by the way, the grand encampment constitution's written, he can't do. Uh, so he's violated the constitution there. And then he appointed a guy that was going to be running in three years to join the line. So now we have out of the four seats, only one is sitting in their elected office. Now there's been a call to conclave that's been going around. It's a website and I've shared it on our uh, Facebook uh, page for after lodge and a couple other spots. And this is other grand commanders coming together because if they pass a resolution at the state level, if nine or more of them say we're going to reconvene, grand encampment has to reconvene for a meeting. And it has to be for a specific purpose. Well, that's part of this whole document. <clears throat> what I heard, the likely number that's that are signing on right now are is 29. And they but, only need nine? And they only need nine. There's 29 potential, not confirmed yet, because still has to go through this process to like officially decide this on a state level. Um, and some of the commanders that are jumping on are from outside of the U.S. that are beholden to Grand Encampment. Because huh. they know this kind of topic shouldn't be happening inside Grand Encampment. Yeah, and, and because like the, the previous uh, Grandmaster pissed off other guys. Now, keep my grand encampment also, I mean, they have the grand commander of Brazil answers to grand encampment, the grand commander of the Philippines, the grand commander of Romania, the grand commander of Italy, I believe. Uh, I think there's one in Croatia. There's a, I mean, yeah. there's not a ton, but they're out there yeah. and they're national bodies. And yeah. one of them is, is, is the one leading the charge for this. And also, as I have to remind everybody, we saw this in South Carolina this past spring. Yes. That these grand guys don't realize that the internet exists. Give your balls a tug. And it raises talk. Jesus, it so exists. What happens is, these guys do something really dumb. And even if it wasn't dumb, they don't articulate why. And people get pissed off. And what they don't realize is that there is splash damage involved. And there are guys who have done nothing wrong. They're going to get caught up in this stupidity. Through no fault of their own. That they happen to be too close to this. Caught up, you mean like they're going to have to pick sides just by who they're friendly with and it's going to put them into one, they one empty camp or the other? They could just be in the in that, in that particular line. This weekend is the first department commander meetings. 
Yeah, so, that's and that's like a six, seven state regional meeting. There's, yeah, there's a regional meeting. So they're happening this weekend, and everyone's kind of like, like there's already guys I know who are like, the triennial was very, this triennial apparently was very toxic with stuff going on, more so than normal. And they're like, oh, this weekend's going to be great. And what that means is you're going to have guys who were department commanders who got appointed by this guy who simply are going to, pro- who is a good chance if everything blows up, end up losing their seats simply because they happen to accept a nomination. Ooh. Yeah. They're turning the barrel because, by the way, being a department commander also sucks. Yeah, because you're in charge of five or six states. You're the yeah, go-between. Travel, travel all the time. It, it's it. I, I I am friendly, good friends with several of them from my state. It's a job that I never want. Ever. And I just found this out too, uh, and earlier today. But I'm glad I remembered it. And hopefully, we have guys that are listening live. Um, the Grand Masters apparently said that any Grand Commandery that decides to hold the special conclave to decide on this and doesn't inform their department commander immediately that they're going to do it, he's, the Grand Master said he is going to travel and come and remove the jewel uh, from the offending Grand Commander and vacate them from office. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, there's certain states I wouldn't try to pull that particular trick in, but, you know. No. And the actually, the funny, the uh, department commander from up in your neck of the weeds sent out a very large email yesterday or today stating, um, and erroneously and completely full of bullshit, that if this call to trineal is successful, the grand commanderies that are making the call have to pay for the triennial or for the meeting. And they, and in the same email said, and that's anywhere from a hundred to $150,000. Well, I know of several grand commanderies that wouldn't even blink at that much money. No, I know there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's a few that, that wouldn't have a problem with it. However, the fact that that is not constitutionally backed up, that's not even remotely a legal statement. Um, there's absolutely no recourse for Grand Encampment to to force that fee onto the Grand Commanderies. And the sheer fact that that's being attempted at, le- at leveraging um, Grand Commanderies on how to vote. Uh, I'll, I'll speak as a JP chair. If I would consider a charge of unnightly conduct against him if he was in my jurisdiction because that's you're you're harassing and threatening, essentially. Full grand like jurisdiction. trial by combat at the triennial to resolve these questions. <laughs> he got so. Oh, oh this, <laughs> trust me, this this grandmaster would probably love that, despite the fact he's a thousand years old because he wants to go play cowboy. I mean, Harlan, I'm all for that. I'm the Avatar commander, and none of my guys are fat. Um, so you like your odds? Yeah. <laughs> My number two guy's a former red team operator. Yeah. Operate the blade. And again, it's it's funny because I keep you know, well, all the grand commander grand commanders, you know, they they waive their sovereignty to the grand encampment. I'm like, until they decide they don't. Because that means like, well, you can't visit like another you like if California drops out, California can't visit Portland. 
or can't vote because it's Oregon. But what if Oregon pulls out and says no? Like, that's the thing about this whole big overreaching body. You only have authority because the other bodies say you do. And on top of that, what makes it even better is you see these stupid charts that show the commandery being the pinnacle at the top of the York right, where in reality, the grand commander of your state has the least pull masonically because he answers to the most puissant or the first largest grand master of the council, the grand high priest, and the grand master himself. You ain't a mason in anything. You get the boot. And by the way, the grand high priest can walk up to the grand commander and be like, you're suspended from chapter. Guess what? He's out of grand commander. From, you, you are now officially suspended from the council and the and commander. And anything else that requires you to be a member of all four bodies, of which that's all those nice invitational things. Wow. The, the funny thing is, after the Grand Master, the most powerful Mason in your state is the Grand High Priest. Or the I other would say people. it's the Sovereign Grand Inspector General, but reasonable minds can differ. But I'm, I'm still, I'm still totally and and completely mind blown that this really is all because a guy that feels butt hurt because he can't get into this exclusive group. The reason that really all, all this is happening, all these yes. people are dealing with well, all this shit. Like like some wars start though, Jamie. Like that's how Maybe. everything bad the reason Memphis man ever does happen is death in the United States is <laughs> because only one man could be the 99th. So when the Scottish Rite was going around, there's no limit on number of thir- honorary 33rds. Everyone can be an honorary 33rd if we so choose, <laughs> including you, Grandmaster. So if you declare Memphis Miss Raheem clandestine because you can't be a 99th ever, but you can be a 33rd. And that's literally why that right died. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's it still exists in the U.S., but it's, it's considered clandestine. Yeah. Um, so it's well, and the problem with, like Chuck said, with all the other York right bodies, you have your general grand council, general grand chapter, <laughs> grand state level bodies can choose to belong to that, and it's amnity and tr- and recognition and all that stuff, which is great. Because of this, when this pissing match first started back in two thousand nine to twenty twelve ish around that ballpark, uh, again when. Napoleon was on the show. The North American from super summarized from my recollection. At one point, those the two bodies got in such a pissing match that finally the North American Council of Grand Masters of Masons, when they were together, basically made the declaration that okay, if it's Masonic and it's Templar, it falls under the umbrella of uh, Grand Encampment. Correct. Full stop. No choice. Right. And once that decision was made, every constituent, every local and every state level commandery and grand commandery were essentially stuck in right. Templary. Correct. Except this body does not proclaim to be a Templar body. No, not even slightly. It's just a chivalric body. That's the only connection. 
Nope. And of course, this body also gets pissy because there's guys who've traveled outside of the United States and joined this body or this. You have, you have it up in the body's cousin that doesn't have all these restrictions to get these orders. And so this body is so restrictive that they don't like guys going abroad to get this, to, these orders because they also want to have their super secret special breakfast club. It, there is that. Yeah. So there's egos on both sides. Wow. Arguably. Oh, yes. You know what? Nobody's going to tell me I can't go somewhere else and get an order that's somewhere else and can't bring it back home. They can go themselves. And by the way, the, the Grand Encampment's actual statement is the same thing. They can't stop you. You go out, I don't, we don't care. You just can't join the one here. Mm. Stay yeah. safe. But if it's, regular, if it's recognized by UGLE and I go and do it, that's my business. They can... Yeah, that, that's their problem. Yeah. We've got we've got plenty of guys that have gone up to Canada to get to go through uh, CBCS. Yeah, it it because it's, it's way more common up in Canada. Again, it's not remotely is restrictive. The, this the issue is you have a head of a large Masonic body who is acting draconian. You're kinder than I am. I'm, I'm, I feel like using big words tonight. Um. And then you have, and it's mainly because there are certain people who are mad that they are never going to get invited to this body. Oh my god! Likewise, to be fair, a lot of the guys who voted in favor of this body's recognition are doing so because they want to get invited to this body. Because sounds to me like these guys need to go get a two-four, sit in the snow, and think about life for a while. You know, eh? Yeah. Look, there, there are some of these bodies, these guys that legit, you know, it's funny when the, yeah. the guy from your jurisdiction who's got a million aprons is sitting there bad-mouthing all the Yorkerite appendant bodies. I'm like, and if you're, like, <laughs> you're in all of them, dude. Yes, he is. Every single one. And I pointed that out to him while I was on a Facebook feed of... Yeah, I, I saw him posting and I was like, should I let this one go? Should no. I? If you have the opportunity, don't. Because I was like, dude, you are in ones that I haven't freaking heard of. Yeah. <laughs> and that's if, the thing. If, if we're talking about totally flashing the cards, I'm his replacement on this show. Yeah, and, and of course the problem is, again, it's a lot of guys. And I, and I can say that in my jurisdiction, and most of the guys I interact with the jurisdictions around me in the Northeast U.S. are not like this. They tend to be very humbled and honored when they get invited to certain bodies and things like that nature. Um, but there are some guys out there that literally look at it like they are completing a deck of cards. Like, all right, I need that shiny Charizard. And if I can't have it, I'm going to make it so no one can play Pokemon in the po at recess. Because my mommy said I'm the bestest. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, but there was always there was always one of those kids, though. This oh, yeah. Just, this is just yes. that kid grown up. Yes, right. and, but, but that's why it's good that they're going through the process of possibly getting him out of a position of power. At and least. Like, they don't even have to remove him. They can literally just reconvene and be like, hey, no. We'll do it again. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, except yeah, that's not how that's going to work if it ever. Oh, I know it's not because also the thing is, is that these positions you don't you drug us all the way out here. Something something's going down. Yeah. Well, also yeah. to be fair, 
Now, I've never been to this session. But again, the internet exists. And the rumors of the amount of money flying around and various other objects like cars, vacations, that some of these individuals are, because these guys are are not like me or anyone else on the show. These guys all got major bank. And, and you can, they are throwing, simply, you they can are throwing in around to get elected. And you can do that in, in Templar, and that's not forbidden. You, if you did that in a in Lodge in my jurisdiction, you'd be expelled almost immediately. Correct. Commander exactly. doesn't yeah. have those druthers. And well, like, at, at, the, at the local level, it might actually be, what are you doing? But at the Grand Encampment level, oh, I, I said, I have heard some things, and you're just like, this guy spent how much to try and he didn't get elected? Yeah. That's always fun. He's Yeah, he's done that the past three triennials. Good God. Oh, yeah. So I know you're like, funny. You sound, It sounds like a story of a guy that I know, think I know you're talking about. Yeah, he's a little bit to the, that way from me. Yeah. Yeah. And again. Not Italian, not Turkish, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, again, these guys spend all that Wait, money. George Phillies is a Templar? <laughs> <laughs> they spend all this money to have a really big cross around their neck and a really big plume for three years well many years but when they're done so they can go back to their nope. jurisdiction and be like and sit on the sideline and have some local commander like what I would have been but like I don't care what you think you're a past sit down and shut the yeah, it's a lot of money just to become a head of the AV club for those that remember yeah. those kind of things. Especially, there. there's cool. nothing quite like watching the head of an independent body piss off his grandmaster, and the grandmaster just goes, "Are we doing this? Are we are we doing Discussing, this?" <laughs> bringing us into this discussion of money and and moving up in the line and and cost. Um, last meeting we had. We talked about the cost, like it's about even for our just in our little jurisdiction in our little area, to be the grandmaster for a year. If you do it even half-ass, it's about ten grand. Like, I mean, that's a lot of money that most of us can't put out in my area anyway. Um, so what's happened now is our grand line has died. Like, it's just it's fallen apart to a degree, not completely, but it's really suffering. We don't have people going in. We have people dropping out. Nobody has the money to, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of sucky that that part of it costs so much money. Well, I think it's, it's, it's maybe the travel, the so, travel and the well, and all that. You lose yeah. the if if you just if you're going to be a guy that's just an administrator, you can do it without spending a, hardly anything. But you're just but not also gonna, there's that possibility, like. You know, my Grand Lodge used to reimburse the Grand Master a lot. Now, usually they wouldn't take it. And then you get a guy who's staying at four-star hotels and is flying first class. And next thing you know, he hands the Grand Lodge a $45,000 bar tab at the end of his year. We had a potentate like that um, four years ago. So, you tip most of the expenses that I that I know of come out of the travel it's the gas money it's the wear and tear in the car it's the airfare if you have to fly it's the hotels 
It's the awful banquet food. That's most. Yeah, of and there's no re- and there's no real way to get rid of those costs. And they they, they if you're going to go to anything, you're going to yeah. The one is to they want to make sure a guy's not going to bankrupt himself going through that line too. Because now, as you start off, as as I'm learning, as you start off in a in a in a line, they don't really expect you to be like look. We don't say you can't do everything. You're doing all this other stuff. But there is a point where like no, now you got to go to all these things. Now you got and they want to make sure that like. And that's it. Up until the point of being the you know the grand here, then you're the grand master. You, you're you don't really have to do a whole lot of travel, but for the grand master, you have to do a little bit, and it works out to about that. Yeah, it, it starts. It, you know, they start as they as they go up the line, they they start branching out more and more, and they start going out more and more. Now, as a grand master, it's worse because you're going all over the country. You know, you're tra- you, you could be traveling all over the world. What you're doing, if you're a if you're a grand. York schlub like John was and for some reason people think I should be that as you, you know you start off and you, you're mainly doing jurisdictional stuff getting to know guys and then you branch out mainly into your region and it's it, you're doing what you can um, and some of those conversations are hey I know it sucks right now paying a lot of alimony but that's not forever right <laughs> yeah yeah, that's, that's until that's until you or her are dead. So essentially, because <laughs> they almost no, always no, no, live no. us. I got I got two and a half years. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, but um, and that's at maximum. Uh, but it's you know, but there are things that are like involved. Like you know, you you get a point into the grand line uh, of whether it's we'll, we'll just you know if it's lodge chapter council harlan's dead um you know harlan's you, dead you want, what are you talking about harlan's dad for it's, it's the same why thing do you get being, on top of harlan's dad it's the same thing with there being you know. a district deputy like you're expected to get that white dinner jacket that you're gonna wear once a year twice a year maybe and between, how much is that between, white dinner jacket between memorial you're expected to get those denim overalls between memorial, oh. right? you know, if, you're, if you if you go to the <laughs> commander line you're getting a much nicer commander jacket than what I'm wearing as a past commander because mine's been beat up. It's it's old, and it was a hand-me-down one. They do expect you to, like, all right, no, you need better-looking shoes. Like, you can't just walk around. Like, you you need a better sport coat for, you know, for a lot of commanders are the same. I'll point that out. And, then that, and, by way, and, and you know how I dress in mine, and there are some guys, the guys got the long coats who get boned on price. Yeah. Oh, some of them. And, but again, it's not that you need money to be in that position. It's that they don't want you to, because there are guys who've been going, who've gone through the grand line, who have ended up bankrupting themselves, their business, and then getting like divorced because, you know, they're like, well, I was giving everything to this line. And my reply to that is, well, then you're doing it wrong. Because if you're going bankrupt to do something, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I suppose. So, it's a, and again, it's a that double edged sword because all you know at the same time, do you get this entitled rich guy who just thinks because he's got a bunch of money that he that makes him qualified? Because mm. I will tell you, yeah. I, I'm a Quarry's Mason. 
I spent a lot of time in the quarries. Uh, I'm not going to be making making friends, you know, kissing hands and shaking babies. Put it that way. No. Yeah. I feel like that is what you'd be doing. <laughs> and, of course, you know, John and I are going to get expelled from everything we're in, so yay! No, no, I'm good at raising hell. Nobody's managed to figure out how to expel me yet, because I might be half crazy. Well, they could put one of those cosplay swords through you. I mean, that's true, but to be fair, I, I only know of one guy in my state that can actually out fence me. So, and he's and I'll like, tell you, my, my commander sword, I well, you don't fence from behind, John. Oh, I, I oh. That's a running joke about commandery is we carry swords so the uh, uh, grand officers can stab each other in the spine. Not applicable to Minnesota. That's a weird joke, man. He said dick. it was a joke, y'all. I heard that. Right. That was the least funny joke I've ever heard. So this is where I, I do my obligatory defense of the hierarchy of the right right. You're not because wrong, right? We get, we're not immune from, from my house right now. We're not immune from an asshat being appointed above us in the hierarchy. It's just no, there's no drama about it because there's nothing to be done. So so we don't call for conclaves across the international body of, of the craft. We just kind of deal with it or it's a benevolent dictatorship. It's a dictatorship, but it's a benevolent dictatorship. And I got to be careful because, like I said, the grand the grand commander of the southern jurisdiction is five miles that way, and I know a couple guys that would happily drive them over to my house to kick my ass. Do they watch the show though, John? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would. Oh. I would like to see that. Oh. Actually, Gard actually Sean Gardner's at the actual at the shindig right now. If I could, if I, I could, yeah, a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of Scottish right bigwigs show up in in John's office right now and punt him around a little bit. I would. I will personally contribute an unnamed sum of money to the Scottish Rite Foundation of Minnesota. So, and, and this is something that happened at the last triennial, is that a guy who was there who was a grand commander who had gotten suspended from his grand lodge. And the grand commander's like, the, the, the grand camp was like, well, we're going to let him in. And his grand lodge was like, great, I'm removing recognition of grand camp. He was and a department was, commander. And they and they reversed their decision so fast on that guy being permitted, it wasn't even funny. And the thing is, at some point, it doesn't have to be this one or the next one or the next one. But at some point, there's gonna be a grand lodge who just goes, "Cut the shit," or we're just gonna say that you don't exist anymore. And so that's all it takes. I mean, shit. If Texas or Pennsylvania or California go. We don't want to recognize Grand Encampment no more. It's dead. Yeah, they lose like all their war footing right there. And th and they'll go. By the way, our guys, yeah. there's there's still most not nice Templars. Right and, by there. The, and by the way, the deputy Grand Commander that just got the boot, the boot, California. Nice job. You've been down in the state of sunshine, there, eh? Yeah. Hey, but, doesn't know um, what's going on. There are. <laughs> It matters. Um, uh, you get one, I just had one of the Grand Lodge officers message me saying that he'll drive all the way over to my house to kick my ass to give the donation. All right. Well, we'll start. <laughs> we'll start taking donations. Really, your mic is off. No, I did say an unnamed amount, so I'm I'm good with this. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> good, man. 
if anybody's seen, uh, uh, there must be audio visual evidence though. So. If, if, if anybody's seen my Facebook page, uh, picture I put about once a year of me kneeling and kissing a man's ring, that's this guy. I Did always thought that was hand you were kissing. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a nice guy. I mean, you know, 20 bucks is like the queen. So, yeah, it's not going to work tonight, is it? Yes, Queen. Oh, my God. There's a shout out to Jason after Lodge. Nope. He hates that term. <laughs> he hates that, hates that, hates that. So that's the, oh my God. That's the yeah. 10,000 foot. And by the way, Hodep's blog has a much better rundown of all the shenanigans. Than and actually, and I discovered Hodep's does. And actually, Rocky Mountain Mason has a brilliant breakdown of it. And they did a podcast. I still have to listen to it, but they do a full legal analysis. And there's something nice to be said for because so John and I are kind of firebrand pissants. That's what we do. Yeah. But it's nice to have guys like Hodap and Rocky Mountain Oyster Mason and even De Hoyos, who is actually really big in New York, right? Yeah. Do not blaspheme on this show, Chuck. And there is something to be nice said to having Pike was your right before he created the Scottish Rite Southern jurisdiction. Sorry, having titans and masonry in our country pointing out your bullshit before yeah. two schmucks like us do it. Because to be <laughs> fair, we're just giving you the drunken cliff notes readings of what they're saying. Right. Yeah. We, we're not. We're the not well governed variant of the uh, smart guys that are pointing out what's wrong. Yes, You're because they do the gospel of it all. Because we're just a bunch of guys sitting around after lunch. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Shooting because the shit. The conversations that you know, I, I, I saw that thing from the Rocky Mountain guy. Because I, I was sitting. I'm like, there's gonna be some legal ramifications. Like, this I, just don't fly. Like, there's was, nothing quite like. And by the way, I've seen Masonic uh, issues get taken to the court, the actual courts. Yeah, Grand they usually Camp don't get very far, though. Yeah, but Grand Campton has already has been through this in the courts before, yeah. back in 2012. Yep. They, this isn't new territory for Grand Encampment. And they get in front of a federal judge, and the federal judge just goes, "Wait, you're doing." What? I've got. I got to look up where the articles of incorporation are for Grand Encampment. I think it's out of New York because I've got like three guys asking me. Yes. Wait, so a judge actually opined on the matter? Because usually yeah. those these cases just get dismissed out of hand because it's no, a private because organization. they they actually do care because uh, every time I've every time I've seen it, it's been due to violation of bylaws, and the one way. Our organizations get in trouble is when we violate our bylaws or our rules and constitutions. And that is why you have jurisprudence committees who make sure that your grand whatever doesn't do that. And his job is not to sit there and make it this. There's no disharmony in the craft. That helps. But they're making sure that you don't get dragged before a freaking state or general, a federal judge, and them going, well, this is open and shut case. Guess what? All their money goes to him now. Can confirm. That's my job here. And that that's, at least up in my neck of the woods, that's what they do. Is they're there to make sure that you don't do something 
to get the Grand Lodge whatever suit. Or, <laughs> so, I mean, to some extent, you can an action could work like that, but for for matter, so the only cases that I've followed closely Masonic related are or about this kind of thing where people get kicked out. Usually, and usually, everyone I've seen, it's the the judge just it's a private organization. They don't have to let you be in their club. Yeah, no, getting kicked, getting expelled as long as they follow the rules and the regs. Because I actually, I don't know him personally, but I know of a guy in another state who got expelled. And then, because of the way they did the trial, and he had the money, take him to court, he got back in. He then proceeded to demit in good standing. <laughs> and he spent the money to get back in. He just wanted to prove a point. He did it to prove a point. They He got railroaded, and it was... Because um, no, with the civil trial, no matter how much money that guy's spending, the other side has to spend pretty much the same <laughs> And the reason why this kind of happened, he also wasn't willing to run it through the press. And he, when he finally got back in, he's like, because they're like, well, we're just going to suspend you. And he's like, he's like, or you just let me demit in good standing and we can just forget this all happened. Or I can take it back to court. Wow. Because, uh, and they, cooler heads prevailed. <laughs> and an individual was able to. So again, that's how organizations like us get in trouble: is violating bylaws and our rules and regs and our constitutions. Well, that's the thing is, and if you're doing it on the national level, you have a billion—not a billion—but you got a, a, a shovel full of of hell-raising litigious dicks like me that are just like not not. We weren't waiting for the opportunity. But if you're going to hand that kind of typhonic uh, carnival <laughs> in my direction, I'm like, speaking for myself, I'm going to take that just because it's going to be fun. Um, yeah. And there's been, I mean, it, it, it's stunning the lack of due process and now the throw, trying to throw the weight around on top of little man on top of big horse. Um, and again, just because you're a past grand master, a past grand commander, doesn't mean that, like, by that point, because I know several guys who are past many grand things from many states who don't yeah. act like this. No, not by a long shot. And, you know, it's funny because they also want to harp on membership, but they, they did their damnedest to make it so that even as someone who is a, a Lutheran, might have a hard time like agreeing to their statement. Yeah. As I said, it was very much a Pentecostal view of Christianity. Well, and like you said, the 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 proper sense of humility and just general goodwill. The one guy of CBCS I know up here, um, who, and when I say he's a big deal, he's a grand oh good lord i mean he's a grand um in a independent body and kind of runs in its entirety another dependent body for my state um who's cbcs and the nicest guy 
and super cordial and like he's the guy that if i go to an event you know i know him through like sean and a couple other guys he's met me through them if i show up at an event because he was at triennial uh because he had a dog in the fight he showed up and he was representing one of the appended bodies on a nationwide scale um when he remembers my name i get fanboy squee because it's super impressive that he takes the time to remember my name and he does that with everybody because he remembers he's a craftsman working in the quarries and remembers all the proper tenets of what masonry is about right on um, and again this goes back to that also statement as far as lodge goes, brother companion sir knight cousin I'm good with those. But do you really want to start throwing your dick around on your made-up fancy titles? I got doctor. I don't give a f I don't give a f what you got. And, by the way, I got titles better than that one. That's father, as in daddy, to my kids. I take that title over all of them. So... If you are sitting here listening to us when this gets posted sometime in 2027, <laughs> and you are sitting there thinking, well, <laughs> Sir Knight King and Dope every time, and Sir Knight John are wits. One, you are correct. You are dead on the night, but we're still we right. are also correct. <laughs> that broken clock is right twice a day. Best compliment and I ever got from a past grand commander. If you put that much stock in some made-up title, mm. not because it was, and you don't, are not thankful and appreciative that it was bestowed upon you by the rank Your and peers. file. And yeah. believe you me, John and I are as rank as they come, especially after hitting the rankest. And the fact that we that we have agreed to vote for you in to be this position, you should be one horrified, and two appreciative. Horrified. You are a caretaker. You and remember that the the horrified because the dirty truth is the best day you have as head of a Masonic body is the day you hand that charter to your successor, and it is better. It, if you're lucky, it's better than you found it. Yep. But there, I'm sorry. I cannot wait to hand out for my chapter charter after a two-year term. I was stagged to do it for commandery or council. And when I'm finally a past master, I can't wait to give it to my successor. Same thing in the Scottish Rite. That should be your highlight of the year. You being done. Because you spent all that time working all those years so you can sit in the sideline and drink a nice cold glass and shut the f*** up. <laughs> right. Because I'll tell you, it hey, is great. I see glass cold. It is great to sit in the sideline, just sitting there, guys, like, looking like, what should I do? Back when I had the big plume. Back when I had the big plume, I had no idea what I was doing. Figure it out. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> that's why I'm a. That's why as a past, I'm a sentinel. Good night. That's a good good summary of yeah. That's pretty yeah. Well, and they they forget the fact that the hordes that have foisted them up onto said uh, plant or pedestal 
are also the same hordes that usually know where the torches and the pitchforks are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, the, the, the threat that the Grandmaster would come to a, a jurisdiction that didn't inform them that they were having this special conclave and try to remove the jewel of office from the Grand Commander. I can think of, just off the top of my head, three Grand Commanders that I know that um, unless you've done some actual, like, <laughs> ratchet time and bullet time, you're not going to want to do that. And I know which jurisdictions those are, and you're not going to make it out of there in one piece. You're, you're going to have a porcupine for a dildo, um, regardless of what title you think you have. Yeah, well, hell. I mean, I, I can think of, I think, every jurisdiction outside of one where the Grand Master would be like, get the f*** out right now. Yeah, it's... I, I, I think that would be more of it. Like, I am coming... Because... To come get this jewel, we need to come to my house. I mean, I'm in a blue state, and uh, you you'll still get shot here. <laughs> you know, Twelve gauge buckshot will find your ass. Like, like you you go to the wrong place. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you you better hope you know where you're going, and you because and if it's formal meeting, well, you better hope the rank and file there aren't there with. Forks and with, with pitchforks and torches. I'd be hoping for bird shop, but I wouldn't get that lucky. No, I, I, I yeah, there, no, there, there is some. Uh, if if things like that happened, that's the one. That's all dick waving. Because dick waving. Oh, I'm good at that. I no, can, those, I can, no, I can uh, windmill like, my shit. You, you can have the, the, the grand high priest or the, the grand, whatever they do call for the council, just kind of go, you're not stepping foot in our jurisdiction. Get out. Well, and like Chuck had mentioned with these guys with the have such a hard on for these titles, I don't know, and I'm, I'm going to maybe make a disparaging comment, and it'll probably hurt feelings, but you know, I actually don't want to, but here's kind of the thing. From my experience, the guys that have such a hard on for the titles, including a guy that I know just got a particular one in uh, July in the Scottish Rite, um, they have such this steam headed hard on for these titles because they have outside of Masonry nothing else. Mm. Um, like Chuck said, Dad. There's the most important one right there for me, formerly Chuck, husband. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> my wife still likes me, so, you know. Um, you know, I'm seminarian. Uh, you know, I've had other titles that were, quite frankly, a bit more impressive than anything I can get in Mason. Um, but we do this as a labor of love, not for the titles. The titles are allowed to follow you just to recognize the efforts that you sh- you are supposed to have been taking in the time that you're working in that office to make it better when you hand it off to the next guy. Yeah. If, if you're going to try to wield that, that, that big dick energy, like two weeks into your office, you're going to find out that that big dick energy, it can become a very vicious, vicious butt plug real fast. And what's funny is when you're ahead of it, a like, weird metaphor, man. And what's, well, <laughs> yeah, and but, but is, yeah. <laughs> if you want to wave your big dick energy, he probably only had to wait like another month for somebody somewhere to do something stupid. Yeah, that's gonna say for somebody somewhere to show up with a bigger dick. Is that is that or that or that? I mean, yeah, because that'll happen too. 
And I mean, when you're in charge of like a, a giant body like that, someone somewhere is going to do something stupid where you're actually going to have to use your authority as intended. Dude, I did it. And if you don't know how to wield it properly, you're in trouble. I did it to the like everybody's going to know. Junior past Grand Master of Grand Encampment when I had my stir up here in the state because I looped him into that directly. So, yeah, wait. Something stupid's going to happen. Yeah. It's like, do you want to blow all your political capital on this? Yeah. And the answer apparently is yes. Well, I mean, if you can't hold your wad, apparently you got to fire it. So, I mean, <laughs> I. What, what am I even supposed to do with that, John? I, I don't know, but. You, know. you mean this entire show? So. Oh, wait. Uh, we'll, we'll loop in the, the, the attorney here because he'll appreciate it. Yeah. I don't. Obscene, stupid efforts I've had to go over in the last 10 days. No lawyers here. <laughs> You're among friends, John. <laughs> Funny, I think I'd rather hang out with lawyers than cops these days. Weird. Um, but I'm jaded, as you can tell. Uh, mm -hmm. So as the jurisprudence chair for Grand Commander Minnesota, we've had to summon and, and put out a call for a special meeting. Because we usually meet in June. Well, a lot of the commanderies, most of them should be, calling special sessions to figure out if they want to jump onto this call of conclave to force a Grand Encampment meeting. But because of the actions of the current Grandmaster and the excuse to, or, or his pattern so far of kind of being fuzzy on the Constitution and maybe the rules, like we're triple checking everything we do. We've, we've been working on it for a handful of days. We finally sent out the call for our state level conclave yesterday to occur in October, in which we will... And we can only discuss what's mentioned in the call of the conclave, which is this one thing of, do we sign on with this to join up? And like, we're being so litigious to the point of triple checking what is a, uh, what would be considered a proper jurisdictional ballot by both Grand Encampment and our, and our constitution. Um, Cause we've done it electronically in the past. Uh, Sean's got a great, program in a box that does that at the at the national level ballot tampering ballot tampering right well that's a thing. The machines. yeah um so we're doing that we're 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 having to triple check every goddamn thing we do every email we send out because we have to make sure we have everything ironclad regardless of which way our jurisdiction goes is irrelevant but we need to make sure that we are constitutionally just absolutely airtight and it's a complete and utter pain in my ass because I've been getting I've been getting messages since we've been sitting here about just doing this shit. And every state is arguably going through this right now. It's like I've talked to past guests that have been on the show that are active in, in commandery. And like, hey, is everything as nuts over there as it is here? And, and the answer is pretty much yeah. <laughs> yep. I uh as I said, I I was the one who actually broke this news to my grand commander last night that this had all happened because, and he was like, "With me, it's on the internet." Like, well, it's the, grand, the grand commander's website? No, it's just it's all just it's just all over the the like, internet. Like, like, wait, what? And right? I'm like, and of course, 
they know me and I'm like, sorry, I'm that evil millennial class. Yeah. Well, the thing is, also, this body is not communicating outwards of what's going on proactively. Well, well I, and again, and, and by the way, I'm going to say this before I go get more myself for the drink, is that everything John and I said tonight could be absolutely wrong. I mean, it's probably not. But in theory, we could have no idea what the hell's going on. Maybe something really bad will happen down, and we don't know all the details. But the problem is... We don't know all the details. We don't know the details. <laughs> so again... And, and to be fair, as of a couple hours ago... We could, could be completely speculating on something we, we actually could. is serious that why all this happened. I doubt it. I mean, but I've been wrong before. See my ex-wife. But isn't masonry all about interpretation, Chuck? Uh, no, no, because we, we don't have anything to interpret because right now <laughs> we we just went, I'm a kid. Well, we're missing some uh, information. And there's no information. We, I'm doing this because f you, I said so. Hey, Chuck. Which, and, and by that, again, you mean getting rid of the deputy. Yes. Just for no and, reason whatsoever. Well, and completely uh, writing off a, a constitutional and lawful vote of the entirety of the assembled membership. By pretty much bullying, by, by overriding your jurisprudence committee going, no, we actually you can't do that. Well, the jurisprudence. But, well, but the okay, just, 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 to, just to be the devil's advocate, he does have the right to do that, though, right? No. Like, no. that's within his power. No. no. It's not within his power. No, that, no. So then, but then if it's not within his power, so how does it violation of their constitution earlier? Right. So then how then how does it then how does he even have the opportunity to do that? Like why because like, he said so. Now the thing is, remove even removing somebody But 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 I want candy apples to fall from the sky and people to call me king and sir and it doesn't yeah, happen. So why because should, he said so did maybe it you should, maybe you should have a higher title, Jamie. Like removing somebody from office in any Masonic thing that I've got all the bylaws for, and I got a, a bunch of them over there, where it does require a Masonic trial. Like if you're getting removed from being the deputy grandmaster of Gect, you probably should be getting removed from, I don't know, Masonry. Yeah, it takes something of that. So, Badger. a suspension? I'm going to suspend you, blah, 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 pending trial. Eh. That eventually turns into a slap on the wrist for the grand. The, the grand again, as the, as the deputy who who he tried to toss out or did toss out or whatever, if I knew what he did wasn't constitutional, I would have just showed up at the next meeting. Yeah, <laughs> like what, what you did was unconstitutional. Uh, no, his nice personality, he might. Yeah, like yeah. Why, if he knows that what this guy just did was unconstitutional, he doesn't have the right to do it. Just show up. What is he going to do? Try to physically remove you? And then he's the one that's definitely in the wrong. Yeah. Um, right? It's funny. Like we're, grown, we're grown human beings. If someone acts like a dick, you just keep going on the way you normally would. Ignore it. I, I don't know if you know who you're talking to, Jamie, but <laughs> at least two, if not five of the five of us are not the type of people who do that. 
Holy shit, bye. <laughs> what the f***? You guys need to get a little bit more Canadian shot into every single one of you. It's like, really? Dude, a couple, a couple of I'm sorry's might go a long f***ing way in, you. Dude, like, that mean? In, in the order there. In Minnesota, speaking as a quasi-Canadian member of Ontario's pants. Uh, I, I was going to say, Jamie, they're as Canadian as Americans get. I know. And they got this shit going on. So what the right. Well, the thing is, like, Just think about the rest heard, of us. We heard about this on a statewide level, and it was like somebody kicked the jukebox. You could hear the record skip, and everybody was just like, "Huh?" It was crazy. And Chuck's oh, uh, off getting a, a Schwieler, but I was going to ask him if he uh, earlier today the Junior Pass Grand Master of uh, Grand Cammit sent out a retort on what the current uh, Grand Master is doing on official letterhead and everything else. Because on top of everything else, the the guy that ke- the current grandmaster accused the past one of messing with the jurisprudence committee and screwing with votes and motions for amendments at the last triennial meeting uh, last month. So, like the the amount of oh my crazy, I, you know, my first wife on meth would be more stable than what's going on right now. From what I've seen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to get into character assassination. Oh, please no, do. Right it's one of your right, favorite right, things right, in right the world, right Chuck. <laughs> yeah, like, you and you're so good at it, Chuck. Chuck? Let's, just say, let's just say that... Um, Chuck, before you get on there, did you see that uh, set on a rebuttal to what uh, the current Grandmaster had said? It came out earlier today. I have not seen that. I will. Uh, I will uh, forward you the advanced copy that I've managed to. Oh uh, well, this is so. Yeah, he's in trouble now. Uh, if you read, you can go online and find the document that comes out every month to people in this organization, and you can read this guy's bio. And he is way too much, I think, into the whole yippee kaye. Right. And he's also from a state that has twelve people. So, yeah. Hey, dude. He's from one of the states that has more senators than congressional representatives. Correct. <laughs> yippee ki yeah, I think he's in the one that, that's the only state. And he's from Wyoming, which... Uh, Montana's like that, too, isn't it? No, Montana's got at least two congressional reps, if yeah. I remember correctly. Even North Dakota's got two. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, he's, he's, yeah. It, it's, uh, I'll put it this way. My tiny podunk state's got more than one Senate congressman. Right. And those two can slap each other from opposite ends of the state. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Quite frankly, you want that job, you should fight in a cage match in Hartford. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I think that'd be a good watch. So, yeah. it Again, as I said, in theory, because I'm covering our ass, John and I could be completely in the wrong here. I doubt it. But, again, I've been wrong once or twice. But, again. This week. This week. Yeah. I grew up in the country. My grandparents had a farm. 
I have a PhD. I can smell bullshit while it's still in the cow. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> it's it's quite a thing. I I just I it's it's a it, I, I I don't know. In an organization of us grown men, how every once in a while we can all go downhill. I didn't think it was possible for anything in masonry to have more bullshit politics in the shrine, and yet here we are. Well, I, and I'm happy to join the shrine. I'll be involved in some of the bullshit politics around there, but I'm hoping. Nah, it's it's once you even it's it's what if you want to be like a potentate like Sean, that's when you have to yeah. deal with that. Like I have yeah. no intention. Yeah, of and there's no bullshit. Like you could be head of a, a bunch of units and never have to even deal with any of the stupidity. It's only once you get up into the divan level that you have to deal. And it makes this stuff look tame. Imperial makes this look tame. That's true. But just remember, the only people that do hookers and blow are the... <laughs> <laughs> Harlan, you're going to need to edit that so I don't, like... Hookers and blow? So the don't come find you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the Scientologists. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so, so get recon, recondensing down, that is the last 10 days of in my life, Masonically. And Chuck's to some extent, too, I'm sure, because I know uh, the fourth has been running in circles over it. I know, I saw him last night, and he looked like he'd been through hell, and I said, how you doing? <laughs> and he did that whole fourth thing, uh, and I'm like, and I, I was like, I, I know what's bothering you, and he and when when I said that, and he realized it, he was just like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, it's already out, dude. Yeah, the world knows. Well, there's a website. It's it's callforconclave.org. It's freebasesfordummies.com. He's got oh, the yeah. transcript in real time. Yeah, freebasesfordummies.com. It's like the, it's on that basic of a web page oh yeah well the book uh, the, the freemasons for dummies the the book mm -hmm. chris hodap the author of both of the editions of that book he runs a blog and he just named it after the book freemasons for dummies and that guy is usually on cutting if not bleeding edge of information it's crazy um so like as soon as it hits remotely anything he's usually tapped into it and he also does, wow. outside, of, outside of him being on vacation, he has active RSS feeds for, like, the Freemasonry subreddit and various other Masonic blogs and podcasts out there. So these guys are, like, again, old guys thinking that they can behave badly like it's 1952. Yeah. It's... It's frail egos trapped in guys that are realize they've lost their moonshot. That's sorry, that's exactly what it is. Um, and of course, this whole freaking implosion is happening over something that affects exactly damn near nobody. Yeah, it affects like fifty guys in the United States. This whole fuck up. Yeah, but because of that. Like, that's the level of ego involved. This is going to affect, as the rank and file, meh. 
But the thing is, like, this implosion, those, like, less than 50 guys, some of those guys that the uh, Grand Encampment are picking fights with are members of the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdictions Grand Council. They're SGIGs and other individuals of that caliber. I know. I know. So, I mean, what are you doing? Well, again, <laughs> look, I I do know of one grandmaster who was not a thirty third, and man, he picked the fight with uh, uh with a particular uh, with with a Scottish right, and he lost bad. Ah, bad. So, there is that possibility that these individuals are simply not 33rd, so they don't care about waving their deck around. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Uh, that's sad. It's sad. Yeah, it's, it's... It's all because they want a dues card. Well, and I, po and I posted under my own personal Facebook account. I think it was on... Rocky Mountain Freemasons, uh, the Freemason thing that he posted in, in part of the conversation, uh, I just finally broke down and said, listen, what we needed was Jacques de Molay. Um, and what we got was a, uh, impetu I think I said like an impetulant toddler with psychosis coming off a three-day bender. So Philip the Fair? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. We got, we wanted one guy and we got the other side. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think they made the same comparison was we needed... Jacques, and we got a combination of Philip the Fair and uh, uh, Pope Clement. Yep. And again, unfortunately, there are very good men who did nothing wrong who are going to get fucked because of this. That's kind of the worst of the whole damn thing, isn't it? It I mean, is. true. It is It is the worst thing. I've, yeah. I've seen that happen. I know some guys who got boned from some other no fault of their own. They just happened to be in a in a line, when it blew up, and then then they're like, and they're on the outside looking in. But a lot of these guys that were are in the appointed positions, knew, they, well they knew what kind of caliber of guy they're dealing with. Um. And what irritates the shit out of me is, and because I've discussed jurisprudence issues with him when he was up here at our our central conference a handful of years ago when I pointed out that their constitution's a train wreck, their chair of jurisprudence seems to just be like not reading the constitution and just send, send. And he gets paid a lot too. He gets paid mm -hmm. to do that job. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I guess I, I guess I know what, what job I'm going to try to run for because I've seen his work and I'm not impressed. And I am <laughs> you an attorney. Paid position. <laughs> Like full time pay position, like wow. the the guy who's the JP chair. Uh, this was when I was still in the Grand Line, so four years ago before I got the um. At our North Central Department conference, they were bringing up things as part of the discussion, and I was pointing out like left, right, and center. I'm like, nope, that's wrong. Nope, you're wrong here. And one of the things they tried to push was, you know, the the supreme authority for all Knights Templar, no matter where they are, or the Grand Encampment. And I said, hold on. I think my exact words were, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay for a, a plane ticket. I'm gonna have you come up to Minneapolis, 
and I'm going to have you go to my grandmaster and watch you say that. But before you do that, I need to stop by the liquor store and a movie theater to get a bucket of popcorn. It's going to be a big one because he's going to chew your ass for five hours and tell you exactly how wrong you are because they forget that, that they're beholden to all of the Grand Lodges in which the jurisdictions they operate. This is the yeah. guy that's the JP chair for the body now. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just yeah. he's not even looking at these decisions. He's just shooting them out. He doesn't. Like, oh, like, that's not, baffling, though. I guess I he, just doesn't, he doesn't care about the job. I don't know. What. Yeah. I'm an absolute zealot with anything that our grand commanders have sent out since I've been on jurisprudence, especially as chair. Like, if they don't send it to me first, I get pissed. Like, I need to look at it because I want to do the job right. But, you know, maybe it's that whole 20 bucks is 20 bucks, smile like a donut thing. I don't know. Uh, but, but anyway, no, it doesn't make sense. It shouldn't because it doesn't. It just, no. it, it, it shouldn't make sense to anyone who gives a shit about our fraternity. No, and that's why I, like I said, lamented before the show. I wanted to get through one show without the word commander being mentioned, and apparently, thanks to Grand Encampment, that can't happen. Yeah, that's okay. It makes for interesting conversation sometimes. No, no, I, I really, I really would have loved the point like tonight's show, man. Like, I went to the Renaissance Fair this weekend. I was in there. What did you? Yes, I did. I took my kids on Saturday. They had a blast. I went back on Monday. By myself in my Templar costume because I'm a giant nerd. Thank right you. On. And I would point out that, and I attended my commandery meeting for the first time since I was, I gave the commandery to my successor because of COVID. But uh, no, we had discussed this bullshit. Well, we discuss it. Discuss, <laughs> I, we, we just spent like an hour discussing this bullshit. Yeah, I suppose we spent an hour discussing bullshit. But. It's it, it, it lets John get off some steam, poor guy. No, I don't. Look, we should and all I'm, be and I'm not the angry no, one. We should all be stoked, stoked. Like I should be. Like I was so happy last night being in my York Wright building that I have only been in once in over a year and a half, and that was to pick up my uh, my high priest apron and collar for our virtual Christmas observance. Last year, to see guys I haven't seen in eighteen months, and instead, I get a, f I get my phones blown up from nine people about this bullshit. Tonight, the first time as being high priest for eighteen months, I get to actually preside over my meeting in person, and that's not the highlight of the show. It's the grand commander for the grand encampment. Yay! It don't matter. I can't tell if he's catatonic or if he's actually dead. A little both. I mean, it depends on the definition of, of these very clinical terms. Do you have a hungering for brains? Brains. Brains. I like brains. Yeah. 
brains. Monkey brains. Monkey brains. Brains sound pretty good right now, actually. Ears kind of fried. Ah. Uh, oh, it started football earlier, and I was one of the monkey brains. All right. But more, more uh, like Z Nation style brains than than Walking Dead style. So. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I hope that, I'm sorry, guys. I hope we don't talk about this next week. I so <laughs> just. I'm a big fan. I mean, next week we'll have updates. Well, there's going to be because I'm sure my phone's going to get three more because I know that there's guys that listen that are in other jurisdictions that carry some water that have other than James that have been on the show. Well, plus we'll probably have more information by then. We might be able to. No, no. Granny Cam is going to play the mushroom game with the rest of us. They're going to feed us shit and keep us in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're going to do everything in their power to like either go. Like I'm, I'm actually expecting like in a week or so, there's some paper that goes out like I rescind everything I said. I'm sorry, goodbye. <laughs> because I don't know. I just figured somebody who knew somebody would say something when it's something well, that big. It's, you, it's, it's hard to keep it a secret. Look, I, can, I assure you that if we played this podcast in front of this individual, he would be very confused how people from. Western Pennsylvania, yes. Kanakistan, Minnesota, and New England can all talk to each other at the same time. Right. And, and burn the witch. Australia can talk to the Kanakistan guy through YouTube. Yeah. I mean, talking to him. I, for really? I thought he was talking to you Tinder because it's all about that. Oh, he's he's the, apparently he is a Tinder guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he's, oh, he's he, all about the minivan. Two yep. in the front, five in the back. <laughs> yep, he brought a bag. Right, and with that, oh, boy. I think we are... Uh, Uh-uh-uh. That will curl it up. Mini van. I don't, I don't think I can beep hard enough to, to, make that, to make that go away. I saw that a week ago. I laughed so hard. I, feel like I laughed so hard for like 30 minutes. I saw that. I was like, you're talking about the minivan? What's that? Two in the front, five in the back. I yeah, he's actually talking about banana hammocks. So yeah, no, I saw I, that. I, I laughed for thirty minutes. That was great. Nope. No, I'm just no. preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, brothers. Thanks for listening to episode two hundred eighty-three of the After Lodge podcast. Keep sticking the ice. The show notes for this or any previously published episode of the After Lodge podcast at www.freemasonryfordummies.com. <laughs> you can uh, shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC. It's God, don't do that to At irc.snoonet.org. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. And I am all out of sorts tonight. So, yeah, go rant at Chuck on Reddit as the king of no pants with the zero instead of an O because the ONP is a different account for a different purpose. Go, go check out my porn account. Go check out call number two conclave.org. Oh yes. Call the conclave.org. If you are a uh, cosplay Mason who is interested in all of the fun television drama that that John and Chuck have shared with you this evening. And uh, and I'll, I'll plug it too real quick is 
uh, right worshipful brother Oscar Alain from uh, New York, who pretty prolific guys know him pretty much everywhere. Uh, does a one-hour YouTube thing on what's the beef between CBCS and Knights Templar. Worth a watch. Super informative. Um, super stupid. Super stupid. Not the podcast, but the reasons. The, yeah, the reasons are stupid. The the, the YouTube thing is brilliant, um, but the reasons are are just completely ass backwards. I've tried joining the Reddits. I made an account. Uh, my name is Ephuvia. I, I don't know if. I'll, I'll try and figure it out. I've never really used it much, so I'm, I'm the same boat with you, Jamie. I made an account and I've never gone back on because I just died. The first thing you need to do, Jamie, is there's going to be an option somewhere that says "Switch to Reddit Classic." Okay. To turn that's, off the new that's UI. That's gone. Okay. Is it gone? Yes, it's gone. The main uh, thing I realized, Jamie, is you're going to get downvoted for spouting facts. Where it is a badge okay. of honor. Yeah. Just. Don't worry about your made-up internet points. Just sit there and scream truth into the void of stupidity. That's what I do. If anybody wants to bitch at me, you got to find me on LinkedIn and find it, and you'll see exactly why I'm such an angry son of a bitch. All right. Yeah. Nope. Good night, brothers. LinkedIn. Who uses LinkedIn? Bye. Slide you.